1: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hope everybody had a wonderful and safe and cool and dry weekend um, for those that need to be dried out. And for those of you that like to go to the beach, hope you had a nice wet one, but you know, I hope just everybody had a safe and enjoyable weekend and in general. So thank you for taking the time out today. So this is the second Monday of the month. You know what we do. We talk about the hair, but we're going to talk a little bit more seriously about some of what's going on. Um, one of the things I missed, but um, that's okay because it was a holiday weekend uh, and it's no, you know, no time like the president to continue to, to talk about it. But on July 3rd, Last Monday, um, there was National Crown Day. Um, it's a holiday commemorating the inaugural signing of the first Crown Act legislation in California on July um, 3rd, 2019. The Crown Act uh, is uh, means is synonymous with creating or create a respectful and open world for natural hair. Um, and so, I think a couple of days ago, not too long ago. Texas became, I think, the 22nd state uh, to adopt a Crown Act. Um, Florida, not sure what's going on with Florida, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, why the Crown Act is important. And this isn't just about ladies, guys. Uh, We want to talk about everybody that's experiencing any type of discrimination in the workplace or at schools, Uh, with regards to, you know, their hair. Uh, African American hair is glorious. We can do all kinds of things with it. Uh, it, But in its natural form, or even (laughs) when it tries to rebel, when you do other things to it, it rises up. It, you know, rises toward the sun. It rises toward heaven. It embraces the sunlight. It embraces the air. It embraces the water in all its forms, including humidity. And that's why half the time when you try to tame it, it's not working because it's doing what it's supposed to do. So today we're going to have a little discussion about it. And I'm going to put the number out there if you have questions or comments. The number is 516-387-1944. And so today we have with us stylist and healthcare professional Candace Thomas and we have attorney Sean Yvette Brown. Good morning ladies. Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm fine thank you and thank you for having me.
1: Okay so it sounds like we have Sean on the line so correct attorney Brown? Yes ma'am. Okay cool so so since you are on give us a, a little bit of insight. Because you come from a really unique perspective on this one. Let's talk about, about that.
2: I do. And my unique perspective is, okay, I'm 57 years old. I've been wearing my hair natural since for over 25 years, okay? Um, Wonderful. My 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 protective style is two-strand twist. It literally takes me uh, a three days to take down my hair, put it back up, but it'll last for a good month and a half. Now, being an attorney, you know, we always hear about our black hairstyles not being professional or being unkempt. And, of course, I live in Florida, so like you said, it, it loves the humidity, it loves the water, it's going to be puffy. As soon, Anytime it gets water, it's going to soak it up and start looking like a sponge. So I'm always conscious about how I look when I'm in the courtroom you know, about making sure that my hair looks presentable for others, you know. And I'm very conscious about that. And as well as the CROWN Act, because um, you hear a lot of stories um, with the, the children in school who they're going to, and I work in dependency, so the foster care parents don't know how to take care of these young black children's hair, or they're wanting to cut off their hair, or they're not allowing um, our young boys in ROTC to participate in programs because they have locks or they're not able to participate in wrestling or have to cut their locks off. So it's it's very concerning that um, we have to make sure that our hair is presentable for others, you know, and I'm always very conscious of that every time I walk into the courtroom.
1: You know, we we are in a country where they say we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, yet we still find ourselves having to legislate ourselves into equality. You know, it's voting, it's education, now something as simple as our hair. And I just don't – put it mildly, I'm annoyed. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and, and now I have to, I'm going to say, I have not always embraced natural hair. I, I, you know, I have, I've worn a relaxer for most of my life because goodness knows I was tired of the hot comb. I was tired of breaking combs because my hair was really thick and the the struggle and the pull and everything else. So, you know, and just, Uh, not, you know, so I've had a perm most of my life. I have the gone natural as well. You know, you have issues either case. But my thing is, Mm -hmm. if I get a relaxer, keep it natural, um, I'm getting scrutinized one way or the other. Either way. way. But if you are a a Caucasian person and you decide to get a perm, oh, how cute. Right. It's Okay. Because that's
2: them choosing for their hair to be fuller, okay is mm-hmm. the opposite with Caucasian hair. their perm is they we rot it up and their hair gets curly so it's fuller you know we it's not going to look curly like ours unless they choose to wear it that way, but the process mm-hmm. is to actually rot it up like we would with a jerry curl and mm-hmm. then to, and make their hair more full if they don't like their curly hair and want to just wear it straight, that's fine also. But we are always scrutinized no matter what because I don't even think people well people other than uh with our hair without our hair and have to do the maintenance of our hair don't understand the maintenance that we have to do for our hair just to tame it to make it look presentable. Even presentable for us.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
2: that's what I'm always wrestling with because I'm, as soon as it started looking puffy for me, I'm like, Oh my God, do I need to do my hair? Are they going to be looking at me crazy? You know, I can't tame it because if it's rain, I get caught in a rainstorm You know, it's, it's a problem. It's all, but I think that's the struggle of not just mostly the black women, but I wouldn't just say just black women, but mostly with black hair in general.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, And you are right. Mostly women, because, um, In this country, because I have to say in this country, because it doesn't necessarily pose a problem, as far as I know, in most other countries, because most other countries are not predominantly Caucasian, right? Okay. So, you know you have i mean you have when you go and and everybody marvels at at, at when you when they go to other countries and they see the different hairstyles mm-hmm. and oh how interesting and exotic and everything mm-hmm. like that but god mm-hmm. forbid you have that here in the united states of america um so you know it's it's the, the thing is too it and maybe you know, intentionally by some, but inadvertently in others, tells a person, especially a, a young person, that may it, that may not necessarily have enough confidence in you that you have a problem, you have an issue that needs to get corrected, you know, um, mm-hmm. in order to in order to be accepted. You know, right. never mind the fact that God made you that way and that mm-hmm. is who you serve, you know, and that's what that's the main thing you need to keep in mind. But it's a matter of I all of a sudden have to feel self-conscious. I have to, you know, go and, and check mirrors and, and correct right. myself. I can't be focused on the task at hand 100% exactly. Exactly. because I'm I'm dealing with this other stuff. Right.
2: Because And, and I, I believe that is true. That is systemic with, you know, just what they've always been telling us or what we've been taught, that our hair isn't beautiful, our skin isn't beautiful, our full lips aren't beautiful, our full hips aren't beautiful, but yet they go out to try and um, – appropriate it, but then we still have to be felt like there's something wrong with it. And that's what I struggle with and have a problem with. Um, for years, you know, in my early years, my early up until the 20s, um, you know, I tried to perm my hair and straighten it to fit in. I was brought up in a predominantly um, suburbia, white suburbia neighborhood, military neighborhood because um, my father was in the military, so I was always basically the only black person in my classroom. Um, and so I always tried to have uh, my hair straightened or to fit in, but I had the type of texture that is so soft and that it loves the moisture. I was, it, it loves a jerry curl, basically, because my hair has those small spiral curls. But prior to the jerry curl, I was trying to straighten it and it would pop off, it would break off my hair or if I try to perm it or uh, straighten it with a straightening comb, as soon as I go outside and hit the humidity, it just won't hold. It won't hold a perm. It won't hold anything. So I'm kind of forced to do it natural. So And it took me a, lo- a while to accept my natural hair, you know, and I'm still having issues with that as a professional because I know they don't look at my hair as professional. they certainly wouldn't look at it if, they caught me on a day where I had to take it all down before I had to wash it and put it up. They would be looking at me absolutely crazy if I walked into the courtroom like that, and I know that.
1: Oh, man. that So you you basically have a job before you get to the job. bottom
2: line. (laughs) Yes. And actually have anxiety on hair weekend, like on Sunday. I mean, oh, God, if I don't get it all twisted up, oh, I don't feel like doing my hair, but I can't, oh, do I have a trial tomorrow? Do I have this? I can't walk in the courtroom with my hair. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. I'm more concerned about my appearance because I'm representing my clients, but if I look like... I'm unkempt, or I just roll out of the bed, or my hair is all wild. Then the, the jury would be more focused on me, or everybody's gonna be focused on me as argument for my client.
1: Oh, that is just nightmarish. Uh, that is, uh, I can't begin to tell you how <laughs> that is really uh, that's really getting under my skin. I can't begin to tell you how much. Um, but the thing about it is, is that. We are supposed to be in a diverse society. We are we are in a country that did not start out with people who had straight hair all right. the time. Okay. So there's got to be a way um and my challenge right now is that I think if you're listening or you know somebody that ha is having an issue, it's time to just put this all to rest it it mm-hmm. really is, I say it's time for you to get lawyered up to wear your hair the way you want to I, my thing is just make sure it's it's clean and not smelly, okay it's <laughs> clean it's, seriously, you know hygiene <laughs> is the priority outside of that, you should be able to wear your hair the own your the the way as long as it does not interfere. The work that you do, if it's something that's gonna, if you're wearing something that's gonna get caught in a wire or or something, right. you have things right. around and it's gonna get, it's gonna get right. you killed or harmed, or it's gonna get someone else killed or harmed. Uh, if, if other than that, you should wear your hair the way you want to, and I challenge each of you. If you're having an issue, if you're feeling self-conscious, it's just time there's too many other really important things to worry about. It's time to get mobilized mm-hmm. up. It, it and it's time to just go to work as you and let and, and get get a get a team of people behind you, get the research behind you and, you know, get ready to go to war. It, it's, well, it's, it's here's, it's here's the
2: thing. Here's the thing okay. because going back to um taking it back to uh the crown act and and how how does that work legally okay mm-hmm. because first of all we have to learn as black women as black people to love ourselves as we are that's got to be the stuff mm-hmm. cuz it got to be yes. i have to come to the realization i'm going to walk in the way i am you know i'm doing the best i can and not worry about that but i'm still aware okay i got to be aware right but it comes with self-love and accepting ourselves no matter what, whether you're wearing a perm, whether you're wearing your dress, whether you're wearing your twist, your mm-hmm. locks, your perm, whatever you're going to do, be you. Do what works for you, okay? That's mm-hmm. got to be first of all. So when it comes to the Crown Act itself and how would that be, How would what would it look like, basically someone would have to complain or fire you or um, basically discriminate against you based upon your hair. The problem with that, or the way you are wearing your hair, your protective style, the problem with that is then we would have to prove it.
0: Okay? Mm -hmm. So now I'm
2: putting on my lawyer hat. How would I prove if someone came to me with a claim saying that I lost my job because they said they wouldn't hire me or they told me if I didn't cut my locks or my hair. If they, if I didn't change it, then they would fire me. That would be the process, That would be the first step of whether there's going to actually be a discriminatory suit or a lawsuit. Okay,
1: and, and we're going to come back to that. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. We are here with attorney attorney Sean Brown. We are talking about the Crown Act, and we're talking. I want to hear if anybody has had any issues at work or in school with your hair and how you handled it. Uh, this is Dee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment and we will be right back
0: Over the past 60
3: years Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged but when it comes to beauty everything changed Together we redefined
1: beauty We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique We're proud to have been there with you caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar. Or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At Our Gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call Our Gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email gatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are talking about hair discrimination, and we are talking about the Crown Act, and we are talking about if you have had an issue, if you know someone that has had an issue, how can you take steps? in order to if you're considering you know making the big leap in terms of defending yourself legally um 22 states now have um a crown act or some sort of uh, law banning discrimination um and the there's a and on the 3rd of july there was a national celebration of the crown act um so it's Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act. That's what it is. Uh, So we're talking with Sean Yvette Brown, attorney here in, I guess you could say, East Central Florida. She's on the coast, and uh, uh, you're working in Vero Beach, correct? Yes, Uh ma'am. Okay. So go ahead. I, I cut you off a little bit, but I wanted, before we got started, you all need notepads or, or you know whatever you're gonna you're gonna take notes because she she's gonna lay it down for you what what you might run into you know but I still well, say you should little do it. I
2: know. <laughs> the little okay. Thing, no, you probably don't <laughs> need to take notes, but you know because it's, <laughs> okay. it's new, it, it's really new. Um, it
1: is because
2: the thing is, like you said, we first have to love ourselves because the Crown Act basically is a law that prohibits discrimination based upon hair texture and style. So, if you're not wearing your natural hair texture or a natural style that usually would fall into um, a protective hairstyle, um, such as braids, chloro, locks, something associated with um, commonly protective hairstyles for the African American culture. You know what I mean? Mm So, yeah. That's got to be the first step when you're looking at the laws. Okay, so if I got a suit, can I prove that either my employer, a labor union, an employment agency discriminated against me because my hair texture or my protective hairstyle somehow is, how are they going to form that is interfering with my job or is against their grooming policy or their dress policy. Okay? So we would first have to go back to checking your um, employers, do they have a policy for dress? Some of them do, but it's usually, you know, general, you got to wear shoes, shirt, you know, you can't come in in baby dupes or tube tops. But do they really address hairstyles? Probably not, right? So then there's going to be an issue of if you really know or felt like um, someone really discriminated against you, such as um, getting fired. There was a a case, I believe, in Texas where a young lady was able to believe that she had a job interview and the only reason she didn't get that job is because um, she was told she needed to cut her locks. And since she didn't cut her locks, she didn't get the job. So how do you prove that? Because a lot of employers or uh, when you work for an employer or agency that's at will, a lot of jobs in in Florida at will, they could fire you or don't have to hire you just because. So then how do you prove that it was based upon discrimination based upon my hairstyle going to be the main issue that one would have to prove?
1: Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's the thing about, you know, if you know, that's when it, when it you know, pays to maybe know somebody uh, at a particular location where you're trying to get a job to see if you can get a, 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 a some insight on the policy, because that's going to determine how far you're going to be able to get um, in some cases. So.
2: Right, right. Or, and you're still going to have to show that it was, you're firing or you're not getting paid, whatever the discriminatory act was, you're going to have to connect that to your hair, that it was based upon your hair. Um, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, that like Florida, uh, we touched briefly on it hasn't passed in Florida. There, there hasn't been a Crown Act similar that has passed in Florida yet. But there have been a lot right. of stories like a, a young man who was in ROTC, and they, they wouldn't allow him to wear the uniform because they wouldn't cut his locks. Um, I also have some real-life um, experience in that, in that my sisters and brothers were in the military. And, mm-hmm. like, they would be trying to put braids, especially the women, putting braids in their hair, you know, to protect the styles because they have to put their hats on. But the military, that your hair cannot touch your collar, okay? Right. And so yeah. that's why they cut the male's hair, okay? But the females who don't want their hair cut or they can't just put it up in a bun or they can't wear their braids with extensions because if they're trying to put their hair up and put it in a the bun, then the hat don't fit properly. It don't have, you right. know, it's not correct. So, but the military would tell you your your hair is not right. It's touching your collar. It's too puffy. Your hat. It's not. You're not in uniform. Right. So you would have to have right. something. How do you transition that into a public arena to where somebody's really going to tell you that you're not going to be able
0: to
1: do this because the way your hair looks, right? Because that's and, what well, you and the have thing about it. And the thing about it with the military, I think most people, even if those are not in the military, you kind of know that going in. Mm-hmm. And that is not, you know, that's not race-based, as far right. as I know anyway. That is just across the board. It doesn't matter who you are. So
2: Right. But it you know. started going into that with my sisters, because think about our sisters who get the braids with extensions. Because not right. only were they able to put it up in a ponytail, but, you know, it's going to be big, right? When you had a yeah. long braid, when you put them down and go to your back and try to put it up in a bun or whatever, it's still going to be puffy. And even though it wasn't hitting the collar, mm. they were still saying, well, now you're not in uniform. But that was a natural – because of the natural hair is not much you could do with the braid once you put it up in a bun. It is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so that's okay. where
2: you could kinda of have an argument of well, this is my natural hairstyle, this is the only way I could keep it. I've done it's not on my collar, I put on my hat, but I can't help it if it's outside of the hat. You know? <laughs> that's right, exactly. With our big hair or long hair, you know? That's where it gets into well, you're you know, you're discriminating against me because you can still see the braids or see my edges or whatever outside of the hat. Right. You know, or to them yeah. still don't look professional because we're using all mm-hmm. these ponytails trying to put it up, you know, mm-hmm. and it's still going to gonna look big.
1: Because then, yeah, in addition to just the hair, whatever device you're using to put it up, if it's a clip, mm-hmm. if it's a pen, mm-hmm. if it's a scrunchie, right. or whatever right. the case may be, that's contributing right. to everything right. that goes under <laughs> that little teeny weeny hat. <laughs> so, right. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. So then to to extend on that, not only would you have to show that you were discriminated against, uh, you were discriminated because of your hair texture, but then you would have to prove damages. What mm-hmm. is the recourse? You know what I mean? Because with any lawsuit, you got to have the issue. What's the problem? But then if you're mm-hmm. suing somebody saying you discriminated against me, so for a, a, a instance, if they fired you, then you could try and sue for what you would have made in your wages, you know, what your salary would have been. But
0: mm-hmm. if
2: you got to prove some type of damages because what's the point of a lawsuit if you're not going to get a remedy?
0: You know, for... <laughs>
2: such as if they kick you out of school, you could try to get back in school, but then you have to prove that part of it too. How does it damage you by whatever they did? What about
1: the fear of, you know, getting a disease? Or if you have something that makes you sensitive to things like relaxers and whatnot, Mm -hmm. what about that? Because there are – you know, right, right now there are lawsuits out there that uh, claim that uh, some relaxers are, are causing certain cancers or whatever. But <laughs> even, if, even if it's not necessarily that you're allergic to the relaxer itself, you may just have some issues where uh, chemicals or, or even, let's say, um, exposing my scalp to the sun, uh-huh. something like that, uh-huh. will cause you an issue and therefore I wear my hair natural. Right. Well, we
2: shouldn't even have to explain how or why we wear our hair. First of all, that's loving yourself. That's true. Just do you. You know what I mean? We shouldn't explain. Just do what's best for you. But if somebody wants to have a lawsuit, then you're going to have to show, based upon the Crown Act, you're going to have to Mm -hmm. show that you were discriminated against based upon your hair texture and style. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then you're going to have to prove, like, if you're looking for money, what are you looking for to remedy? If, I'm, if I can prove that, okay, I got fired because you didn't like my locks, and I didn't cut them off, so now I'm fired. Now, mm-hmm. what, does it, what did it cost me? What are you trying to go after that agency for?
1: Right. Are you trying to go back? Are you really right. are you trying at to get that point money? wanting the job? Right. There are you wanting you know, to go back to
2: school, like in a young boy? Do you want him to be an ROTC? What you know? We got to look mm-hmm. at the remedies of it all.
1: Right, you know they had a, a, a situation not too long ago. I want to say within the last couple of years, where a young guy got his was wrestling, and they told him he mm-hmm. couldn't, and um, they they proceeded to cut his hair and i right. had an issue with that
2: i had an issue with that okay.
1: too i had a belly okay. issue with that yeah i mean you're touching me my hair is me is that is that not assault it is
2: um and that's where it, that's where it crossed the lines in the area that i'm working now in dependency which is uh a summary is basically when the department of children and families take the children from the parents foster mm-hmm. care i'm the parent's attorney so i defend the parent okay. So trying to get their children back and so it don't go into their rights being terminated. So in the interim, when these children, mixed children or black children, go to white families or foster care families and they don't know how to take care of their hair and they just want to cut it off. That's what they want to do. You know, but the parents still have rights. Like, don't cut my children. You know how we feel about our hair. They're just in your, your custody temporarily. They still have to have permission to cut the, the child's hair. And then it, it, do you want to educate them on how to put, how to comb their hair and take care of the hair? Or then it goes into the issue of when we're talking about uh, adoptions and black children and foster families or white families, is that the best interest for the children to be there if they don't know how to even take care of their hair?
0: You know, they want to sit yes.
2: here and say it's not an issue, but it is an issue until they don't like it or they are uncomfortable with it or they don't know what to do with it. Then they just want to cut it off, and then that's supposed to mm-hmm. be, oh, it's okay. But it's not because they don't understand mm-hmm. the pride that's attached to our crown. They don't understand the grooming that it takes. You know, they don't understand the the history of our hair. And so a quick fix for them is, Cut it off or do something with it or, you know, you're not professional mm-hmm. or you're not, you know, it, it's just necessary. You don't have to have it that way. But they don't look at it themselves in that way,
1: which is very mm-hmm.
2: interesting. But it's, I think yeah. it's education that's gonna, that we've got to utilize in that aspect. Mm-hmm.
1: And I want to talk about that component when we come back. Uh, but we're going to t- take a quick break. We are here with Attorney Sean Brown. We are talking about the Crown Act and hair discrimination. If you have questions or comments, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. These Power Hour, I never had it so good. Entertainment. We'll be right back. Mm-hmm.
3: dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio.
1: Are you chilling? Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Attorney Sean Brown. We are talking the Crown Act and hair discrimination. And the number, if you have a question or a comment, is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. How do we introduce that education component? And the reason I ask, and I think it really need, does need to start very early. I went to uh, Catholic school for the early my early years. And uh-huh. at one point, I was the only black child in that Catholic school. Uh-huh. And at one point, my mom decided to cone, cornrow my hair. Uh-oh. And... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I you <just> said that? <laughs> I didn't know how
1: it goes. Oh Go yeah. Well, she she did. It was nice. She did this nice little mm-hmm. circular pattern, and she's you know kind of going up, and she did like a little actually like a little crown at the top, right, right. in the middle, right. And you know, I'm not thinking anything about it really. <laughs> so it's like. You know, so my scalp, obviously, is showing in certain places. Right. So I get the questions about, did you shave your head? (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) No. You know, and that probably wasn't the best representative of this because I've, as a child, I was all, any little thing, it it just, you know, drove me over the edge. I was very self-conscious. I was very insecure and everything for a long time. My mom tried, tried, tried. But anyway. You know, and it's bad enough, like I said, being the only black in the whole school.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's so why it's bad because <laughs> I'm like I know how that goes
0: because every time, <laughs>
2: yeah. hey, I went through the coral phase or the afro puffs
3: and the you know mm-hmm.
2: and the generic. Every time you take, do they want to touch your ha- our hair? They're made yes. by it. Yes. So it's That fine line of the innocence and the the awe of it all,
0: mm-hmm. but then
2: we also have to teach our children not to be insecure because it did make me feel some kind of way. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think that's the the history and the unfolding that we need to identify in self love is that they're always fascinated with our hair, but they made us, taught us to believe that it was ugly, but it's not, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so right. we have to love that but- and wear it. And then, is it okay? I always felt some kind of way when people just touched my hair. I didn't like the people that just walk up to them and touch and didn't say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you, they just feel like they can just invade your personal space. Like you said, that's assault.
1: You're touching me. It it's like the ancestors being up on the auction block again when they're examining your teeth and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. sorry. I, just, <laughs> I guess a yeah. sensitive thing. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, they do. They want their gawking. They want to touch. It's like I'm not an yeah. exhibit, you know. And, yeah. and like you said, it's, exactly.
0: Exactly. it's a fine line. Like. Yes.
1: It's a fine line. It is. It's a fine line between, hey, I like your hair, like, you know, the thing that you would do mm-hmm. with you know, a friend or whatever. Oh, you got a new cut. You know, it's cool. Whatever is, is different, there is a difference between, yeah. a, 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 you know, mutual admiration society and, um, you know, like I said, exhibit A or whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, but I, I did go through the, through that and, some other interesting things <laughs> that happen along the way. I won't get into all of that, but yeah, no, it, that's it a is. whole other topic. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you know, it, so I I do think that it has to start young. It really mm-hmm. does. It needs to start so that by the time you are a full fledged adult you're not doing stupid stuff like gawking at people and trying to, you know, touch their hair or whatever when you shouldn't be, you know, or, right. or discriminating and saying you can't work with me, you can't work for me, you can't, um, you know, you can't service me as, as a customer when, when, you know, if I'm working somewhere and, you know, because we, I'm sure there are people out there too that they get to a place a place that has accepted that employee with, you know, Mm -hmm. how they are naturally. And you have people coming in that say, I don't want to work with that person. I'm sure that that's occurring as well. True. And especially something like um, uh, that's client-based or Mm commission-based, you know, you're affecting that person's salary. Yeah, you haven't given that person a chance to see whether they may be the best employee there.
0: Yeah. So yeah,
2: but um, yeah, I think the education needs to start early, um, and with us, you know, just do us, just wear our hair, do what's best for us, and then as we embrace our own natural protective styles. Um. Whatever come against us, the the backlash would be what's going to move the Crown Act forward because until the employers or the agency and specifically the law reads as unlawful for employment practice if an employer, labor union, Mm -hmm. or employment agency adopts or enforces a dress or grooming policy that discriminates against hair texture or protective hairstyles commonly or historically associated with race. Okay, so we got to embrace ourselves to wear our styles, and then you got to find the the, or you'll come across the people who are bold enough to tell you that your style you can't work here, you can't go to school here, you can't, um, you know, you're fired or whatever, and then Mm -hmm. push forward with bringing those lawsuits forward so Mm -hmm. that it become known, so people become used to how our hair is. It's just natural, you know, and it's unfortunate that it's just in 2022 or 2019 when the first Crown Act started, you know, that here Mm -hmm. we are still talking about our hair is natural, like, really? (laughs) You didn't know that, like, this is our hair. This is how it grows. Why are we still fighting? That's more disturbing than anything, but
1: um, it is what it is. Yes, in the lovely so-called by our uh governor dictator, the free state of Florida, you are not free <laughs> to wear your hair the way you want to at work or in school. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, but like I said, the the thing on top of all that is mm-hmm. it, it it just bothers me that we have to legislate this at all. Yeah. It, it, this this should not have to be legislated. Why is it that black folks hair has to be legislated in this country? Are, are they legislating well, other people's hair? Well, no.
0: <laughs> of
1: course. You know. Of course I, I have not seen I have not seen an act for anybody's hair who is Asian or Caucasian.
3: Or Hispanic,
1: mm-hmm. they say race now though they 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 generalize and say said race, so they're trying to mm-hmm. I guess include everybody and make sure that they don't have to address it again, but it really shouldn't be legislated, you know
0: yeah,
2: it's <laughs> unfortunate that, that it has to be, but because people are ignorant and they will discriminate against people who look different from them, that's why it has to be, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's a shame, but it is. It do exist, you know, and that's just simply the truth. And, um, you know, it's just it's part of it's systemic. Um, it's always been mm-hmm. that way, even back in the '60s and '70s. You know, when they were, uh, you know, wearing the afros and the dice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It yeah. was intimidation. So is is this another extension of? what we've always had to fight for, to be us, and to prove that there's nothing wrong with us just because this is how we are naturally.
1: I wanted to ask you about something because you mentioned earlier, I want to go back to something you said about parents, even though the kids may end up in foster care or in the custody of someone else, you know, for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, um, about the parents' rights with regards to their children. What about the children's rights? I mean, if a child says to a foster parent or a doctor parent or whatever, "No, you can't touch my hair," does the child have any rights?
2: No, I mean they, they get the <laughs> they get to the express their desires, but it's still you know it's still under the control of the parent, just like any um, child in your home. Whatever standards you have for your child. And their hair and how it's going to be—that get to be your choice as a parent, not for that's foster a foster parent, especially. Uh huh. Go ahead.
1: But that's a part. That's a part of their body, right? Hair is considered right, part of the, the body.
2: Right. So. Right. But
1: when? Yeah. when is it are getting abuse? into minors.
2: We're getting into minors. And, and okay. A, you know what I mean? It, it's more legal. Yeah. Uh, as to who makes the decision on what happens to the child's hair. Or how they should mm-hmm. be groomed, or what you know, what school or religion they should be subjected to. That's all the parents' decision.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: because of that, the only time I have seen motions filed for haircut is mm-hmm. when it's a Caucasian foster parent trying to cut a young black man's hair, mm-hmm. and that's usually okay. you don't want it cut or the parents don't want it cut.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: the issue is the foster parents can't maintain it, so they just choose that they want it cut. And we actually have to have hair. Like, why should we have What pisses me off is why we have an hair when the parents said no and the child said no? That's in the story.
1: Right, right. Right? So what is me, what have you seen in terms of the outcome of those type of situations? They get to cut their hair. The foster parent usually wins out regardless. Yep.
2: Yep. Um, I had one, um, one case when they would allow the mom, we argued they allowed allow the mom, you know, on her visit to come and, um, okay, because a lot of times, okay, my clients are either mentally ill, substance addicted, or, you know, they have some issues, they got to get it together, right? That's why the department's involved anyway. So they usually have mm-hmm. some type of supervised visit at first. And so on one occasion they had the mother allow them to come in and have a prolonged visit to do the girl's because 'cause they're like three girls. And she would come on the weekends and braid their hair and stuff like that. So then they had nerve to complain that um the mother was torturing them because again, they don't understand taking out the kinks <laughs> that their hair has been a <laughs> <laughs> you week. Know, What they've been subjected to, you probably let them swim and get in the pool and get their hair wet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: and there's one, there's there's an acceptable type of torture, and then there's torture, okay? (laughs) You know, knowing that the hair is going to be looking really good when all of Uh this pulling and tugging is done or this picking or whatever.
2: Yeah, it wasn't even my case, but I was so mad because it, it just happened to be hair weekend for me. And I was watching oh. the case, and they were talking about, oh, they're torturing There was a big bunch of hair coming out of the brush and stuff. And I was thinking, like, if they only see, it looked like I have a little afro by the time I take out all my hair mm-hmm. from it being in a month. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, that goes back to the education and the ignorance. You know what I mean? They just okay. don't know. And then they're, like yeah. just, they're, they're just torturing the child crying and all. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, they don't get it. They just don't get it.
1: Oh, <sighs> goodness gracious! We are going to take our final break, and oh. when we come back, we need to talk about real and realistic steps to to get Florida on board. Okay, <laughs> so we. <laughs> Put you on the spot Uh, We're here with Attorney Sean Brown And we are talking about the Crown Act And hair discrimination If you have questions or comments Maybe you have a situation You've been involved with The numbers 516-387-1944 G's Power Hour I Never Had It So Good Entertainment We'll be right back
0: Hi, I'm Tim Garrison, and I think i found a way to help you understand what is Chill-Out Jazz. Some of y'all may be confused. Because of the style of truth, we make jazz r&b. We don't categorize, we just be more sound good, the Is it jazz? It is what it is. Is it r&b? Tune in every Wednesday night at 10 on KM Radio. you
3: dedicated to serving our families
1: good afternoon welcome back to g's power hour on never had it so good entertainment i am your host d thanks so much for being with us today and i have to thank attorney kevin anderson he's been on before but he hooked me up with attorney uh, sean brown and kevin is going to be on on august first because i asked him a question we're going back to school and everything do children have civil rights? We, that's the that's the discussion that we're going to have on they August first with with Kevin Anderson. Okay, you can join that conversation, too. <laughs> Tony Brown. Hey, we we're ready. We we want to talk about it. Um, and then, uh, by the way, this week on uh, Wednesday, uh, another one of Kevin's associates, Dr. Um Tillman, is going to be on its, you know, wellness Wednesday. We're going to talk about the uh, new Alzheimer's drug, but we're also going to talk about, you know, heat, <laughs> Just trying to beat this heat uh, before it beats you. So we're going to talk about that on uh, Wednesday. And then Friday, the Diet Diva is back. Uh, Tara Collingwood, we're going to talk a little bit with her on Friday, so make sure you stay with us. But in the meantime, we're going back to Attorney uh, Sean Brown and so (sighs) where did we begin? Um, We did say that (laughs) we have to begin with the education component and we did Mm. say that we actually just first of all have to get people who have to believe in themselves first of all. You can't be meek and carry carry this through. But we need people right. to step up, okay? You have mm-hmm. to, first of all, believe that you're doing the right thing when you're wearing your hair natural. I even had a one-on-one right. day in the store because I, I, I go to the gym about five days a week, and I usually go swimming. So for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, I wash my hair with a co-wash. I put, like, you know, moisturizer in it, and I make brush or comb it. You know, pardon on the side, and calling I'm gone. Okay, uh-huh. um, and and some days it's it's more relaxed than others. Right. I had a woman, a, a senior woman, in the story that basically said, "I wish I could do that, but my daughter my <laughs> would, would not let me do that." I'm like, "What? You're the mom? <laughs> 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 you're da- da- what do you mean, your daughter? What?" You know, um, and I have to say, turning turning into a senior citizen has become very liberating. So I'm subject to do something or anything. Isn't it at this wonderful? Point, but, oh goodness gracious! But anyway, you know the thing about it is we have to be comfortable, like you said, with ourselves, and we have to stop other people like us from criticizing us for being us. Yes. Okay. Yes. Th- that's, that's got to stop. Is. Yeah. Yeah. First. Yep. After that point, when you know you have have people who are willing to step forward like that, what is the next step?
2: Um, like you said, courage, courage to be yourself, courage to step forward, if you believe that someone has discriminated against you and shown some type of um, towards you as a person because of your race or your hair um, or your hairstyle that is historically associated with race. That's where that comes in because, you know, that got to be a component to the law. Okay. That got to be it. So you got to wear your own stuff. You got to be there, right?
1: You got to be present. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me ask you, let me ask before you go forward, I need to ask this. mm So, so there has to a, be a, a case-specific thing to ex- establish a precedent. Is that what has to happen? You can't just go say I want to yes. discriminate. Yeah. Okay. And right. Then the it other has thing,
2: to be something that happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Then the other thing is, can can it does it can it does it have to be an individual case or can it be a class action suit with a number of people who have had. Discriminatory acts against them because of their hair well
2: I, I don't think it could be i don't think it could be a class action and I'm gonna just break it down simply like um we we didn't touch on it, but the lawsuits against um the companies that are um selling perns that had the lie mm-hmm. in them, and maybe they didn't give the warnings that how cancerous it, it could be or that is more cancerous towards African-American women. You know, that could be a class action because if you have a number of women who are suffering the same um, type of damage based upon the same product from the same company, that's how you get civil suits and a multiple action class suit. When we're talking about the Crown Act. And just reading the way that the act the language of the act itself
1: mhm
2: you've got to first be a marginalized group to be to have discrimination against you you got to be a marginalized group that's how race comes into it okay okay discrimination works against um if it's a, if it's a marginalized group such as women race LGBT, LGBT, LGBT you know that kind of marginalized yeah. group right l g Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. That's okay. Be the group, right? For discrimination. So in this context, when I was talking about how do you prove the discrimination, because that's the first part of the lawsuit. How do I show that you actually fired me or you didn't hire me because of my hair? So that would be hard to prove for a whole group. Okay. And that's where you would have to go back to the grooming policy. So, but you would have to have information. I don't know if you can get somebody. I think a better lawsuit would be when we were talking about the guy that was wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know right. that that was based upon. He was at the championship, and they told him, you cannot wrestle unless you cut those locks off. And then they went to cut them off. And he, would, he didn't have a cho- chance to make a choice. Right? Mm You see that I worked all this hard. You never said anything. I made it all this way to the championship with my locks. Been going to school. I'm a singer with my locks. But I get to this one event that now I can't wrestle because of my locks. I wish that could have been a lot of uh, whoever was on the panel that just didn't want him to win. Maybe they thought he wouldn't cut off his locks because they didn't want him to win. Right?
0: Mm -hmm. Who knows?
2: But that would be (laughs) a good case. (laughs) <laughs> to take to court, because you know for a fact that the only reason this action was done is because of my hair, right, and mm-hmm. that's what the headline was about, but then the other part of the lawsuit is for what did he suffer how do you how do you uh, give him compensate him for cutting off his hair issue that Florida and a lot of states are having is because they believe that, oh, if you just cut off your hair, it's going to grow back. That's not based upon race. It wasn't nah. based upon your hair. wasn't appropriate for that certain event. But because his hair were locks, then you have to argue, but his hair was dreadlocks, and that is a historically African-American hairstyle um, that's historic, historically associated with, rep, with race. It has significant um, religious aspects. To it, if you're from a certain culture, you know, so that's where you have to show what the harm or the damage was, but can you put a price on it, you know, so that's what the issue is when it's coming to the lawsuit, and because it wouldn't be criminal, it's not like somebody can get locked up, it's not like if somebody fire you because of your hair texture or they don't like your hair, they're not going to arrest them and, and, and put, lock them up it would be a civil suit, such as if um, somebody stole your money or broke your property and they're saying, I didn't do it, I don't owe you this, I don't owe you that. A civil suit is something that would, it just has to do with money. It doesn't have to do with the punishment aspect. There's going to be a sentence or you're going to lose your freedom or liberty. So then how do you then put a price on our crown? Or are we? Uh, how do you um, show that you've been, um, harassed or are you under some type of an emotional distress because of the fact that you had to cut your hair or you couldn't be part of your uh, senior graduation because of your hair? Those are the type of – it, it needs to be a clear-cut case is that somebody stopped you from doing something because of your hair.
1: Okay, so – um, and I really didn't get into it that much, just, just mm-hmm. to let you all know, so on, uh, I think it was the 8th of February, there was a Senate bill, 590, uh, mm-hmm. that was filed, uh, prohibited discrimination based on hairstyle. So mm-hmm. that's basically where it is right now. Wait, no, um, actually, no, it, it died in the judiciary on the 5th of May. No. Right. So your people are not representing you that you're sit- sending up there. So um, you either need to get yep. with them and, and get them on board or vote them out. <laughs> 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 just, just saying. <laughs> come on we got we got to stop making stuff so complicated we you know people need to represent what they need to do we be.
2: really we really do we really do but you know we are you know you don't want to know my political stance and what's going <laughs> on in Florida that's well, why I'm here I'm in the battleground I'm here that's a battleground okay you know? all right so uh we just basically got to have the courage to keep fighting the cases and know who we're dealing with we know what we're mm-hmm. dealing with. We know why. It's, they're not going to pass it. You know, we. Yeah. but how do we prove it? That's the point. Yeah. And to prove it, we've got to have the courage to have the cases and bring the case forward, but then that goes into the money. Who's going to pay for the litigation even mm-hmm. to get these cases to set precedent,
1: you know? So find, find, out who,
0: mm-hmm.
1: find out who your senator is. Find out how they voted. I mean, that stuff is public record anyway. Find out how they voted. Tell them whether or not you're happy with them or not and tell them they, they need to do more. But in the meantime, <laughs> hey, I'm not playing. Attorney Brown, how do we get in contact with you? How do people reach you? Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's good. <laughs> oh. I am
2: okay. an archaic dinosaur. Um, I, I okay. actually do- yeah, I actually just have my little phone, my little iPhone number, but I don't really take calls. It's like, reach me for what? No.
1: <laughs> okay, all So I'm right. Appointed
2: so... I'm appointed counsel with the state, so not. I don't have any attorney information where they can call me and ask me legal questions because I'm appointed counsel. So you have to be uh, foreign or to be appointed
1: to you. I work for the state. So. Okay. I'm well, i for not on all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for your time today. We enjoyed having you on here. Thanks for just breaking it down for us. Really appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate being on.